Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And he was going to use a TV device to absorb people's IQ to make himself the smartest man in the world. Mm. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a Stephanie Brown. And that's a little that's a little Batman joke for everybody, just off the bat. Stephanie Brown? Mm-hmm. Is that like code for you shut your pants or something like that? Oh, <laughs> Gadzook's Batman. I wanted to be subtle with it. We're going to have to go back to the Batcave because no, I made a, a Stephanie Brown. Kieran, Stephanie I'm Brown. I'm wearing my underpants on the outside. <laughs> Stephanie Brown was a character who was called the spoiler. God, try something oh, new. Oh, really? Okay, that's nice. Well... <laughs> It's an interesting way of starting the episode, but uh, if you're not familiar with one of our shows, what we typically do is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible before the movie comes out. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, I haven't said this in so many weeks because nothing (laughs) comes out in January and February. If you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now is Uncharted. I know. All the best movies come out in February. That's that's everywhere. Uncharted is everywhere. You can't you know, you can't bump around without seeing Tom Holland's face. No. Mainly because he's in like the highest grossing movie of all time currently. <laughs> so uh, I think they really want to push the promotion saying, like, look, we've got him in this movie too. <laughs> he's it's in go- this. It's gonna be just as good as Spider Man No Way Home, we promise. <laughs> Oh dear, but we're here to talk about a different superhero, a superhero who I would say is probably almost as recognisable worldwide as Spider-Man. Almost? I think he would be. Well, I heard that Spider-Man is the most recognisable fictional character next to Mickey Mouse. Really? Internationally. Wow. But I would argue that Batman, who we're here to talk about today, is probably equally as recognisable, if not maybe a little bit more so. I don't know. He's certainly been around for longer. Yes. Well, I, I think he's probably the most famous superhero out there. A lot of people- No, Spider-Man is currently. Favourite. Second, then. Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, would you say Superman is equally as well-known? Oh, yeah. I would say so. But I would say Batman is probably a little bit more well-known- than Superman is. Yeah. Now, of course, if you've been living under a rock, Batman is uh, a, a DC superhero. He first appeared in issue 27 of Detective Comics back in 1939, and he is the crime-fighting detective alter ego of billionaire Bruce Wayne. And the Batman franchise is the 11th highest grossing franchise of all time, with 16 films in total, with this movie, The Batman, being the 16th. Matty D, what can you tell me about the character of Batman? You're the DC expert on the show. The character of Batman. Well, I think you pretty much already covered it. He's a vigilante, a mass vigilante. He's the world's greatest detective, which I feel is going to play an important part in this particular movie. But he fights crime. He has gadgets because he's a wealthy billionaire and fights a collection of, you know, theatrical... A pantheon of villains, as they like to say. Mm. All right, Manny D, what is your history with the Batman himself? Well, I think we covered a little bit on our Joker episode about our histories, but essentially, I was a big fan of Batman growing up. I think everybody is. I think I share it. I think if you're you're a child and a male, it's like a prerequisite. (laughs) He was my man. He was my guy. When I grew up, I wanted to be Batman. I dressed up like Batman. I watched all the movies, loved the Burton ones. I know you don't particularly, you're not particularly fond of Are you doing my history as well as yours? (laughs) I, I enjoyed the Burton movies. I enjoyed the Nolans ones. I enjoyed Adam West. I think I think there hasn't been really a bad 
Batman movie. I even enjoy Batman and Robin for what it is, you know? I noticed you haven't mentioned Ben Affleck at all. In your I liked him too. Okay. I liked enough. him as Batman. And when this movie what came out. about the 30s Batman movies? They were fun. They were kind of like fun in their own way with the wizard. Yes. The, <laughs> was he the, no, he was the wizard, wasn't he? I was going to say, was he the weather wizard or am I mixing that up with another movie? I uh, the- don't think he's the weather wizard. He was like a guy that could hypnotize people, like mind control people, I, I think. You know, it's a while yeah. since I watched it, but like Batman just drove a normal car in that, in that, in that series there. Yes. But I think Batman was my kind of introduction to superheroes in general really and i would even say in a way cinema because i you know grew up watching those movies and those movies kind of introduced me to loving movies as i do now Mm. in a a way but i have interesting history with this particular movie really the batman the batman that's right because when i watched the original christopher nolan franchise i was really really excited for that third batman movie the Dark Knight Rises. Yep. And I was like, man, I can't wait to see what they do. I love the, the original Dark Knight. Now, you know me. I love The Dark Knight Rises now. I have an sure. appreciation yeah, yeah, for now. it now. But at the time, I could, let's just say I was very disappointed. Yes. And I was so disappointed that I had all these feelings, these mixed emotions that I sat down and I wrote... Or, or at least I like concocted this wait, idea. Wait, wait, you wrote your own Batman plot? Yeah, well, sort of. Wow. I, I kind of concocted this idea of like, okay, here's what I would have done if I could have done the, the Batman movie, the third Batman movie. And I got it all out of my system. I wrote down a bunch of ideas and I was like, ah, okay, good. I feel good. One day, Matty D will be a famous movie maker and then make this movie and make billions. Oh, it's so good. And then, and of course, you kept these notes after all these years and you can recite them now, right? Of course, right? of course. Is that course, the good news I'm going to hear? It's all up here, Kieran. It's all up here. Okay, I'm pointing okay. my head, everybody. Oh, but then when I watched this trailer, I was like, what the fuck? This is my movie. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. So oh. what elements of your, your plot back in the day that you wanted from the Christopher Nolan third installment have worked their way into this movie? I'll get into it with my actual plot, but pretty okay. much I was watching the trailer and I was like, this can't be real. This is exactly the movie that I imagined the third Batman movie to be and in the Christopher Nolan tr- trilogy. So I come in with a little bit of confidence because I think I've actually called this movie before this movie was even an idea. I think they've actually- oh, really? Broken into my mind, that, that sounds a little bit too conspiratorial. I think they've they've kind of found my notes somewhere, stolen it, stolen my idea and made this movie. Why are you screaming? You're so passionate. He's just yelling into the microphone. I'm very passionate about There's Batman. There's spit going everywhere. But- He's waving his arms. <laughs> But as far as the Batman character, massive fan, love mm. love it, love it all. So love you're very it. excited for this movie. Very excited. Would you say this is your most anticipated release of 2022? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, I okay, think so. Wow. I think so. I'm, I'm sort of not giving my hopes up too much because I'm used to being let down. Okay. But I'm excited for it. So you're cautiously optimistic about it. Absolutely. Fair and, enough. And I love Robert Patterson, so I think he'll do a good yeah, job. Yeah, you loved him in Tenet, mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> you're hoping to, he'll bring that performance to this role. What about you? Uh, I don't have as an extensive of a history as you do. When I was a small child, I used to love the 1966 uh, Adam West, Burt Ward Batman movie. That you remember great. that one? Yes. Where he's running around with the bomb and he has like he's got the ladder that comes out of the helicopter and a shark latches onto him. And he has the bat repellent shark spray. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that I, was used great. To, I used to love that movie as a kid. And in fact, on my third birthday, I got a Batman outfit. Oh. And there's footage of me, I actually watched it last weekend, mm-hmm. of me running around the house dressed as Batman, pretending like a shark is coming after me. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is it still fits you, by the way. Yeah, I'm wearing it today. <laughs> Which is great. It's like a tiny little thing. It's like tiny mask. <laughs> you got like, you know, tiny it's a, cape. It's a crop top, you know, you're showing those abs. And I had a t-shirt with Batman and Robin on it. Yeah. It was a good time. But as a kid, I never watched the Tim Burton or Joel Schumacher Batman movies. So I think I saw Batman Forever around the time it came out. 
but I don't remember thinking much of it. I think I thought that Two Face was a little bit scary. Oh, so I was, he was. <laughs> he was very scary. I think Tommy Lee Jones, if he was listening, he'd be like, "Yes, finally, someone got my performance." <laughs> but yeah, I never really got into it because it was a little bit too like intense for me. That's weird saying that about you know Batman Forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> given that it's like Jim Carrey dancing around in green spandex for you, most of the movie. You were a soft little child, though. That's back right. In the day. I was a very sensitive boy. You couldn't handle a lot of things. I was too busy watching James Bond. That was fine for me. <laughs> Batman, oh boy, that's too intense, oh. but James, James Bond's fine. So I'm more of a lover than a fighter, I suppose right. you'd say. But yeah, um, the Christopher Nolan movies I saw, the first one I saw was The Dark Knight in cinemas, and I think I've maybe seen it twice since then, so can't say I was a massive fan of that. Of course, like everybody, I've spoken about this in the past in our Joker episode, of course I was a fan of Heath Ledger as the Joker. The Dark Knight Rises, I had a great time in the cinema laughing at that movie. <laughs> but I actually thought the Bane character was unironically pretty cool. Yeah. I thought right. Tom Hardy did a great job in that. I mean, it was kind of a lame ending when he just, you know, died out of nowhere. He was <laughs> shot by Catwoman on a bike. Did he die? Like, it didn't look like he died. He look, just disappears and never comes back in the movie. We all know Christopher Nolan is not great with his endings. No, that's true. Yeah, we're going to be some talk- exceptions. We're going to be talking about Christopher Nolan again in a couple of weeks. Uh, excited about that? Very. But... Yeah, and on top of that as well, I'm sure you'd be familiar with this, Matty D. I actually have read a fair few Batman comics. I've actually read issue 27 of Detective Comics, the 1939 mm-hmm. one, and oh boy, is that underwhelming. Have you read it? Uh, no, I've read bits of it, and I know that it is very primitive. Let's yeah, put that's it that right. Way. My favourite thing about it is the whole plot is burglars break into a mansion, and then Batman comes in through a skylight, beats everybody up, and leaves, and then like it ends with them saying... But who knew that Batman is actually millionaire Bruce Wayne? Well, at the time, no one did. And that was it. That was the whole story. And I was like, huh. Well, that was underwhelming. And his, his ears, you know how, like, modern Batman's ears on his suit? They're, like, vertical. They go straight up. They yeah. go straight up like a, a Doberman's ears. Yeah. Originally, they were on the side of his head. Yeah. So they stuck out, like, I don't, I don't know how you describe like it. Like Batfink. A bit like Shrek or Batfink. <laughs> so he looked a little bit like he had Shrek ears. Yeah. And so it was a very odd design. And literally, he had no gadgets. He would just come in, beat everybody up, and leave. And then, you know, who knew that he was secretly Bruce Wayne? I mean, like, that's common knowledge now. Well, I mean, these were like only short comics for. That's right. Uh, geared towards kids, and, you know. But then I also read. Bob the, Kane's just pumping them out. I read the Nightfall series, which I didn't really think much of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read Batman U1, which, again, I didn't really think much of. That was all right. I think it was important for this movie, because I Definitely. think this movie has been inspired by Batman U1 in a yes, lot of ways. But I think it you has. could have said the same thing about Batman Begins. And if anything, this movie should be called Batman Year Two, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I also read uh, The Dark Knight Returns, which I thought was really good. That was a good one. And then, of course, The Killing Joke, which Batman wasn't involved in, really. But that's a classic. That's a classic. But yeah, so I've read a fair chunk of Batman comics. You could probably say more than the average like moviegoer has. So I have a, a, a better than average knowledge of Batman, which is odd for me being the non-superhero yeah. guy. But this was back in 2017 when I still thought, like, superhero movies were at their peak. Mm. But those comics are really good and they, they sort are. of stand up. In, and you can appreciate them not liking superhero or the yeah, superhero right. genre. I think they just stand as good. And they, they put so much work good into stories. those ones. Yeah. So it was Alan Moore who wrote The Dark Knight Returns. And, and I, he's and brilliant. I, I read all of Alan Moore's stuff anyway. And, and so. Frank Miller's comics as well. Yeah, Frank Miller is still pretty good as well. Not as good as Alan Moore, but still, <laughs> still like you, Frank Miller. Don't worry about that. Anyway... Enough about our histories. Let's talk about this new movie, The Batman. 
So, did you know that this was originally going to be a standalone movie for Ben Affleck? Yes, I did. And, of course, when Ben Affleck left the DCEU, he was replaced by Robert Pattinson. They went in a younger direction, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And they're doing something that hasn't really been done in a Batman movie before. Is this technically our youngest Batman? I mean, he's like, he's a fair bit older than us. He's almost 40, but still. Robert Pattinson is. Yeah. Is he really? I thought he was younger. Well, he's not our age. Well, he's supposed to be a 30-year-old. Oh, he's supposed to be 30. Yes, he is. Okay, well, the actor certainly isn't. <laughs> That's what Right, so the character of Batman is 30, yep. and I guess Robert Pattinson looks young, so you can, you can get away with being 30, he but looked, yeah. yeah. The character of Batman in the previous movies has typically been sort of like a middle-aged man. Yeah, I guess Christian Bale is kind of a young-ish Batman, I yeah. guess. I mean, we saw him in Batman Begins, that was the start of his career, but mm. I think this movie is taking a different direction where... We're not going to see the setup, but it's more like he's he's right. He's there. an inexperienced Batman. Uh, yeah. He's still learning the ropes in yes. a way. I wish he had like a homemade Batman suit. He's a millionaire, though. a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like, wouldn't it be great if he was just wearing like just a black like overalls with like hockey pads and like a bath towel wrapped around his neck and a cereal box on his and head. And Alfred is like behind a sewing machine, just like sewing yes. together this stuff. No, he wears the gray, he the, wears gray the gray blue one, the Adam West. Yes. One. Wouldn't that be great? I think there should be nipples on this. And it's made out of wool. (laughs) Alfred just completely sewed it out of wool. It's cold. Yeah, he knits it. It's cold in Gotham City, you know? Yeah. smart. So, uh, another thing I wanted to mention about this new movie as well, the soundtrack is being composed by Michael Giacchino, Mm -hmm. who, if you've listened to this show in the past, he's come up a few times because he is quickly replacing Hans Zimmer as the most sought-after film composer He's actually done four soundtracks of films that we've covered on our show in the past, and we were actually doing three movies this year where he's also doing the soundtracks. So yeah, Michael Giacchino, he's just like the go-to soundtrack guy because the reason they get him is because he can pretty much emulate any other composer. Right. So he sort of got his start recently because he can do John Williams music. He can sort of like emulate John Williams Star Wars music, so they got him for Rogue One. And I think he also did the Incredibles soundtrack, if I'm not mistaken. So that sort of had a very John Barry-esque vibe to it. So if you want someone who's good at sounding like other people and and can do a good job creating original music based on that, then Michael Giacchino is your man. And he's perfect. Have you listened to the soundtrack for this movie yet? Uh, Yeah, just through the trailers and I'm impressed by it. I think it sounds really cool. It sounds very sort of like Danny Elfman-esque. Yes, it does. It sounds very sort of Batman the Animated Series-esque. Very much so. I wouldn't say too a little bit Danny Elfman, but more Batman the Animated Series. Yes. So I think that's what he was going for. They probably said, can you make it sound like Batman the Animated Series? He's like, I can can sound like anybody. It's like Danny Elfman, Batman the Animated Series with a dash of Zimmer in it. Absolutely. What do we know about this new movie so far? Oh my God, we've been spoilt for trailers. There's so many of them. Um, Probably about like four. I found two main release trailers. So there was a teaser trailer and then there was an official trailer. Mm -hmm. Then I found a Japanese trailer, which gave a little bit more information. Mm -hmm. And then there was a scene released. There was a scene released, which covers the funeral scene. We also saw a special about uh, like a Catwoman based trailer. Oh, that's a, right. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, and then there oh, was well, doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> there was a there was another one that's uh, sh- another one which was like a an- another like short trailer also released. But yeah, uh, they've been doing the press rounds on this, so speaking yep. a lot about it. So we've had a few interviews to to watch over. But yeah, had a few more trailers than the regular movie that we cover here. Yeah, so we're spoiled for choice. Mm-hmm. But you haven't said what the movie's about. What do we know? Oh well, so the movie is about Batman. He, is- oh, I think that's all we need to know. Cool. <laughs> He's in the second year of fighting crime. Yep. And then he comes across this new villain who appears to be leaving him clues with a certain question mark attached mm. to each clues. And this is our Riddler. This is the first time he's been in a movie in 25 years. Wow. 
So they're it's doing the first time they're doing a dark and gritty Riddler, which mind you, back when they released the Dark Knight, everyone was joking like, "Oh, how are they going to do a dark and gritty Riddler?" I think and they're finally doing it. I think the character of the Riddler always always lent itself to like a dark and gritty version of that character and I was always- I suppose we can talk more about the characters when we talk about who's in the yeah. movie. I really do want to discuss what the influences of the Riddler character are in this movie because I think I think they really work for what's going on in this movie. Yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. But I guess uh, to go back to what this movie is about, essentially he's trying to solve these these murders, these cases, these riddles from the Riddler mm-hmm. while the whole of Gotham City is progressively going into chaos by the look of it. Yeah. And and he's looks that way. he's struggling with it being, you know, a, a very new Batman that's also struggling with the idea of having a dual personality and it seems like this Bruce Wayne has been and they they've said this is more of a recluse than a playboy. So yeah. He's, he's kind of abandoned the whole being Bruce Wayne. He's fully into being Batman, but he's not really that good at being Batman at this stage. Yeah. So, do you want to hear the official synopsis that Warner Brothers has given us? Yeah, absolutely. So, strap yourself in because it's another short novel. And I couldn't believe how long it is, but it really did help me out with my plot. I don't know about you. Don't know if you saw this one. So, it goes, Two years of stalking the streets as the Batman, striking fear into the hearts of criminals, has led Bruce Wayne deep into the shadows of Gotham City. With only a few trusted allies, Alfred Pennyworth, Lieutenant James Gordon, amongst the city's corrupt network of officials and high-profile figures, the lone vigilante has established himself as the sole embodiment of vengeance among his fellow citizens. I always struggle to read these fucking things. (laughs) They make it hard, man. Yes. When a killer targets Gotham's elite with a series of sadistic machinations, it could be the spiral killer from Saw. A trail of cryptic clues sends the world's greatest detective on an investigation into the underworld, where he encounters such characters as Selina Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. The Penguin, yeah. Carmen Falcone, who I haven't worked into my plot at all, What? and Edward Nashton. Edward Nashton? Hmm. A.k.a. The Riddler. Isn't he Edward Nygma? No, no. They changed it in the comics to be more of a real name, and I think they changed it in the movie to be Edward Nashton, because Edward Nygma is a little bit ridiculous. Yes, it is. As the evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scale of the perpetrator's plans becomes clear, Batman must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued Gotham City. And that's from Warner Brothers. And that's the plot. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, Yeah. I guess we don't need to do an episode now. They've pretty much just said the whole plot. So here's my big question to you, Matty D, before we really get into the movie itself. Do we need another Batman movie like this? So as I sort of teased at the end of last week, they're not really doing anything that we haven't seen before in a Batman movie in this movie. I mean, there sort of seems to be like, I really don't want to say this, there seems to be like a darker and grittier edge to this one that yeah, hasn't really but- been done before. But then with every Batman release, they're like, this is the dark and gritty Batman. We're not doing that 1966 Adam West Batman anymore. Yeah, from fucking 10, <laughs> like <laughs> 70 years ago. Yeah. They've been trying to do dark and gritty Batman since 1989. Yeah. And that's all we've got since then. So this is yet another dark and gritty Batman movie. You know, it's not really going to bring the kids in. No. It's not going to really sort of bring in any new fans, I suppose, who are under the age of, say, 15. Mm -hmm. So do we really need another Batman movie like this? Good question. I mean, I listened to the press tour that that they gave about this movie. I heard them say, this Batman is going to be more gritty and dark. Have we they heard say that, that before? They say that every and single And then they time. also said this Batman movie is going to be grounded and realistic. Have we heard that before? Absolutely. So I'm not hearing anything new. The only thing I think that's original with this concept is that it's going to be more detective-based. So it's not yeah. going to be like... Uh, it's going it's to be, be more procedural. Yes. It's going to be Batman solving a case, which is a cool idea, cool concept. We haven't yeah. sort of seen that before. And also it looks like... And he's ro- not going up against like a supervillain. He's mm. going up against just regular people. Yes. And it seems like Robert Patterson is going to play this guy less of a brute, 
less of like a, a, a strong buff guy, which seemed to be what Batman has been. He last still seems pretty tough. Few though. years. Oh yeah, he certainly does. This this movie is reminding me more. They say it's grounded and realistic, and I suppose it 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 must be. But it's reminding me more towards Burton's style. Yeah, a little bit. But sort of like less campy. I know that Burton yes. wasn't going for camp, but if you go back it to those very movies, camp. those movies are very camp and very stylized. So, and we uh, love them for it. I feel like they're doing a modern interpretation, a modern, more dark, grittier interpretation of Tim Burton's modern, dark, gritty interpretation of Batman. Yeah, it's definitely a comic book movie. Yeah, it has absolutely. those vibes. Absolutely. I wouldn't say Nolan's was, but this definitely is. And I think a lot of people were really excited in the lead up to this movie to have like an adult orientated Batman. Mm-hmm. We're not talking like Batman, the triple X parody here. We're, we're talking like a, a Batman movie aimed at adults, not trying to go for that sort of teen child market. But in discovering that the movie is going to be rated M here or PG-13 They're in the United States. so much. It's going to be sort of like dark in the same way that, I don't know, the later Harry Potter movies were dark. Yeah. So anyone expecting like another The Joker, I think is going to be disappointed. Yeah, it's going to be toned down. Any violence will be very mild and played off screen. Yeah, it'll be implied violence rather Mm -hmm. than like Joker level on screen, horrific violence. Yeah. So I I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed by the direction, but if they do it well, because there is a way to do dark and gritty and it doesn't have to be like a hard R movie. You can do dark and gritty and disturbing and be suggestive and then still get like a, an M rating or a PG-13 rating. It's just how they make the movie, how they shoot the scenes, how they do the dialogue, how themes are explored. So if they do it well, it could be an awesome movie. Could be yeah. the best Batman movie they've could, ever made. Could be, could be. I'm, I'm, I'm open to that. I think that like even though we had Affleck's Batman, it's still been a while since the Nolan Batmans and I think people consider yeah. that the last Batman that kind of was a, yeah, was well, a thing. I mean, obviously everyone holds the Dark Knight up on a pedestal yeah. and this movie has very big boots to fill Yes, in that regard. So I think they're going to try and go for something similar, but then with their own sort of like, ooh, darker, edgier twist to it. <laughs> That's my theory anyway. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about who's in the movie. So, first up, playing the character of Batman himself, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, is Robert Pattinson, who, of course, we've talked about before. We've already mentioned it in Tenet. Yep. Brilliant actor. Batman, so we've already sort of discussed the character a little bit here. You say he's more, he's less of the playboy billionaire. He's going to be more sort of completely absorbed in Batman. He doesn't know how to balance his life. Yeah, so Bruce Wayne is going to be a recluse that doesn't come out at all. And I- so like in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Oh, yeah, in The Dark Knight Rises, but, you know, in an earlier version of that, he's not sort of depressed. He's more, or maybe he is, but he's more sort of, he wants to be Batman more than he wants to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Doesn't know how to be a public figure. That sounds about right to me. Uh, and, and I don't think we need to say too much more because everyone knows who Batman is. We don't need to explain who Batman is. <laughs> no. You probably wouldn't be listening to a podcast with Batman in the title <laughs> if you weren't familiar with the character and what they're doing in this movie. So next up, playing the character of Selina Cull, a.k.a. Catwoman, is Zoe Kravitz. So she's actually played Catwoman in the past, did you know? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. She was Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie. No way. You saw that. That's amazing. Uh, and she was also Angel in X-Men First Class because there has to be an Angel in every single X-Men movie, of course, yes. played by different people and the different characters. But yeah, she was the, the girl who had the butterfly wings. Right. And that was her whole power. <laughs> wow, cool power. And she was also one of the, the brides in Mad Max Fury Road. There you go. So, Catwoman. So, uh, Why is Catwoman in this movie? Because Catwoman has to be in the movie. They love Catwoman. They love putting her in it. To Uh, me, outside of Tim Burton, I don't think Catwoman has ever really worked in a movie. Yeah. Personally speaking. That Tim Burton Catwoman was amazing, and and that's pretty hard to top. Yeah. They couldn't do it with Halle Berry's Catwoman. No. 
They couldn't no. do it with Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. Anne Hathaway's... They certainly gave it a go, but she wasn't really bringing anything new or special to the character. And I'm seeing a lot of Anne Hathaway's Catwoman here. Yes. Now, we know that Catwoman started out really early in the Batman series as a cat burglar, and that's what they're going to go with again. Yes, again. This one, so... Who knows what she can bring to it, but I'm not seeing a lot that is inspiring. If it's just the same sultry seductress who has, like, a love-hate relationship with Batman, I'm going to be very disappointed. You, you know that's what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, but I don't want that. They're I tra- don't want that again. Well, the Riddler's got to be off-screen for... Mo- well, I don't want to speak for you, but I think the Riddler's not going to be a presence sure. so much physically, so they need to... They need to have something to like, you know, be like, look at, there's another superhero that's here. And I think yeah, that's what and she's going to have her own side story and adventure, which works into the plot yes. eventually. Well, that's my theory anyway. But yeah, I'm not seeing anything new. And my theory straight away off the bat, here's an early prediction from me, is that she's going to start the movie off wearing a mask and then spend 90% of the movie without her mask. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man absolutely. movie. Well, we see her with a balaclava and I yep. think that kind of gets that kind of gets rid of, like she gets rid of that. Yeah, she's not worried about her identity after no. that point. Unlike Batman. <laughs> so next up, playing the character of Edward Nashton, a.k.a. the Riddler, is Paul Dano. Now, everybody probably knows him best from Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Or There Will Be Blood. Yeah. He played two separate characters in 12 that 12 Years a Slave. Or my personal favourite, Escape at Dunamora, where he played Inmate Sweat. What an amazing TV show that was. Now, Paul Dano, I don't think, gets enough credit for he being an amazing He's incredible. Actor. He's incredible. Because he always gives really good performances in movies where everyone is giving a really good performance. <laughs> so he sort of like slides into the background. So I'm really hoping that this sort of gives him the, the kickstart to be like a main stage actor mm-hmm. that he really deserves. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, I, he, I've never seen him do a bad performance. And it's no. not just like a good performance. It's like a really good performance every single time. So Yeah, that's right. Really excited that he's in this character. He's in this role. And I think he'll do a really good job. Yeah. And what do you think of the Riddler in this movie? So the Riddler vibe, and I think you'll agree with me, the vibe I'm getting from him is very Zodiac Killer mm. meets Jack the Ripper kind of style. And I yeah. love that for this character. Well, I don't think he's killing prostitutes. No, he's not killing prostitutes. But you know how Jack the Ripper wrote notes to the police, kind of yeah, taunting right. the police? Kind of a similar thing. Well, same so with the, did the Zodiac. Same with the Zodiac Killer, yeah. Kind of like a, a terrorist that's going to hold the world for ransom. He's going to have like a an ideal, a, a moral that he believes he's doing the right thing. He's holding people to accountability. He's exposing the corruption, but he's going yeah. about it the wrong way. So apparently he and Batman are supposed to be two sides of the same mm-hmm. coin in yeah. this movie. They're both vigilantes. They're both trying to rid the streets of corruption. It's just that it's just that the Riddler is going at it in a much darker fashion than yeah. Batman is. Yeah. Now in the comic, uh, the Riddler has obsessive compulsive disorder and he's, you know, very meticulous and very... Very like the fiddler. He's a criminal. He's a criminal genius. But also, part of his character is he wants to be caught. So yeah, I don't know. If Same with the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, I'll, I don't know if they'll play into that with this movie, but definitely they're kind of going in that dark direction that the comics did with this character later on. So it's, mm. it's kind of very, very exciting. He doesn't seem to be a physical threat, but no. he's definitely like a mental threat, and I think he's going to be very, very much one step ahead of everybody at all times. Kind of like the Joker. Kind of like Knight. Hannibal Lecter. Kind of yeah. like you know, name name your supervillain. You know. Yeah. What do you think of his outfit in this movie? I hate it. I hate, hate it, it. I hate it. I hate it. I kind of get what they're going at because I feel like the Riddler is going to be disguised through most of the movie. So it's very much going for the Zodiac Killer's outfit. Mm-hmm. So the one time that the Zodiac Killer has been witnessed and the people survived to tell the tale, it's pretty much the same outfit as oh, he okay. was wearing. I didn't know that. So that's that's an interesting crossover there. But. I think it looks stupid. I don't like it, but I get what they're doing with it, but I don't think it's going to be a mainstay for the whole movie. I don't think he's going to be on screen and well lit enough to really notice how silly the outfit looks. Yeah. 
But I've got to say, it is kind of a different direction, and it's a direction that I sort of welcome in in the in comparison to Jim Carrey's I liked, spandex. I like Jim Carrey's spandex. Yeah, but that wouldn't work in a movie no, today. No, of course it wouldn't. But you, there were, you could have made it equally as cool without you know putting him in a suit. The Riddler never wore a suit. Like I don't know. Well, he wasn't running around naked. No. <laughs> No, he wasn't. But, he could you know, have been wearing a green suit like yeah, in, the, in the Adam West series. Could be. Could with just big question marks on it. But he seems in this movie, his MO is like, I'm going to put question marks on everything else, <laughs> not myself. <laughs> not myself, no. That would make me stand out Just too something much. that covers his eyes is all you need. You could have done something creative. Don't like the suit. But, okay. You know, who, I, I, could, I said the same thing about uh, you know Bane's look and I ended up liking that. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows what they'll do in the movie. So next up, playing the character of James Gordon, he's not Commissioner Gordon at this point in the in the series, is Jeffrey Wright. Now, when did we last talk Jeffrey Wright? I can't remember. You can't remember? No. Look at you, I knew this would happen. He played Felix Leiter in No Time that's, to Die. That's right, that's right. That's so right. we've talked about him before, and you never remember Felix Leiter, no. so I knew you wouldn't remember <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. So... Commissioner Gordon, probably one of my least favorite characters in the Batman pantheon because he does almost nothing. Oh no! In the comics, he's a he's a he's I'm a star. Sure he's great in the he's comics. He's a star, but yeah, I mean, in those Burton movies, he's he's fantastic in the wrong way, <laughs> but he's still. Uh, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I wish I could remember the actor's name. He was in a, a lot of the Dirty Harry movies. Well, he was in one of the Dirty he Harry. He just movies. got stupider as the movies went on, though. Yes, <laughs> and more incompetent. Yeah. And people say that, like, oh, Jim Gordon in uh, the Dark Knight movies is, like, super competent. But I was like, he was sort of always getting in the way. I don't think so. I think he was. Uh, Gary Oldman was very pretty competent. I thought he was the hero of those movies. Didn't in The Dark Knight Rises he get shot and then, like, was out of commission for most of the movie? True, true. true. But he ends up saving he was the, the day. Yeah, he does. He turns up at the end. But, yeah. like, he's in bed going, like, oh, I'm dying for most of the movie. Just want to say here, I don't think Jim Gordon... You know, as as great as this actor is, will do anything new that we haven't seen no, before. No, of course not. Don't so he, hold your hopes up for He's going to be Batman's buddy, and that's going to be about it. Yeah, he's going to be the one good cop in an organization full of corrupt cops, that's and right. he's going to be the one that's like, let's give this Batman guy a chance. If you've seen any episodes of the TV show Gotham, it's going to be the exact same thing. Absolutely. By the way, this uh, movie actually has two sequels planned and a spin-off TV show. There you go. And I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you... The TV show is going to be about Commissioner Gordon. It's going to be about the corrupt police department and sort of fighting against crime in that way. That's a good call. Without doing any research on it whatsoever. So next up, playing the character of Carmine Falcone, who again, I haven't worked into my plot at all. I think I mentioned him and that's about it, is John Turturro, another great actor. What a fantastic actor. Barton Fink, Miller's Crossing, The Big Lebowski, Mm -hmm. and aside from being carried by the Coen brothers throughout his entire career, he was also in the Transformers movies. He was, he was. I also want to say he did a really good episode of Monk. That's just a little little side note. Okay, he also did a really good episode (laughs) of Miami Vice back in 1985. But yeah, fantastic actor. He's always good in everything. This, This cast is amazing. But yeah, Carmine Valcone, very famous mobster, always usually the mobster at the start of Batman's career. Right. Very much like your typical mob guy. Have we seen him before yes, in we a have. Batman movie? Who was yep, he? he was in, he, he's been in a lot of them. He's been in the, the Nolan Batmans. Uh, in The Dark Knight, I believe it was Carmine Valcone that was the, the mobster Falcone there. Falcone is his name. Falcone, yeah. Oh, well, I've heard, it, I've heard it said Valcone. It's with an F. Oh, Falcone. How, how would it be Valcone? Falcone, then. <laughs> Either way, but uh, you're the Batman expert. It's, it's a fictional character, you know. This but is the first time I'm hearing about this character, to be honest. Yeah, so he he was in the Dark Knight Rises. He was the guy that you know the the Joker sparred up against. Remember the smug guy? He broke his legs. That was, was Maroni. Oh, that was Maroni. Then Valcone, sorry, would have been the one in Batman Begins. I'm getting the two confused. Oh, he was the one who was played by the yeah. the British actor who yeah. the scarecrow sprayed with the like the crazy yeah, gas. That would have been. I him. remember him now. There we go. Yeah. 
yeah, sorry, I got the two mixed up there. But yeah, very pretty much just your standard mob boss. He was in Batman the Animated Series as like mm-hmm. the corrupt mob boss. He he appears in all of them. Okay, so uh, yeah, like I said, I don't think he's going to be important to this movie, so I didn't really include him in my plot. He's surrounded by like a lot of larger than life characters, and he's just a regular guy. So uh, I don't think we need to dwell on him too much. I think the movie's going to go from being like. Uh, Valcone's like crime world or the, that sort of style of criminal to more of the Riddler style criminal so it's like the evolution of that sure yeah I've worked that into my plot as well but in a different way so next up playing a character who's not going to be important in the movie at all Gil Coulson is Peter Sarsgaard yep who of course played Hector Hammond in the Green Lantern movie ding <laughs> with the big head that's the one look corrupt guy is that all we need to say yeah he gets blown up we know that well we don't know that we, no. we presume that since he turns up at the funeral scene that we see in the promotional material with a bomb around his neck. So mm-hmm. where are they going to go with that? Yep. So next up, playing the character of Alfred Pennyworth is Andy Serkis. Welcome back. Who, of course, was the director of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yep. And he was also in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. He so was. two movies that we've covered in the past. He was. Have we covered an MCU movie that he's in? Because I know nope. he's in that universe. Nope. He was, uh, what was his name? Killmonger? The hand guy. No, Killmonger was somebody else. Yeah, Killmonger was somebody else. Sorry, I'm, I'm mixing him up. He's like- Bad guy in Black Panther. Yeah, and uh, Captain America Civil War. He's got a robot arm, but yeah, we haven't covered him in any of those movies. So, Alfred Pennyworth, is he going to do anything new in this movie? No, Batman's butler, going to be like the the guiding, the voice of reason, the mentor, the fatherly figure. Yeah. We've seen it all before. He's not going to have a huge impact in this movie either. And so, the last person I wanted to talk about, someone who probably will have a bigger impact because he's playing Oswald Oz. Cobblepot, a.k.a. The Penguin, he has too many nicknames, is Colin Farrell, Mm -hmm. looking completely different to how we've seen Colin Farrell in the past. What amazing makeup or prosthetics they've got. So this is his second DC superhero movie. Wait, hold on. Is Daredevil uh, Marvel? No, uh, no, Daredevil is Marvel. Okay, so never mind. This isn't his second DC. No, second superhero movie though. Yeah, because he played Bullseye in Daredevil. Love that character. Yeah, so Cobblepot. We've seen Cobblepot be done to uh, death. Done, you know, done as uh, Robert De Niro. No, sorry, Robert De Niro. <laughs> Not as Robert De Niro. Done by Danny DeVito in a good performance, and we've seen him in Gotham, which I thought was also a good performance yeah. as well. Um, look, I think this Cobblepot's going to be more grounded and still disfigured, but not as flamboyant as we've seen him before. But according to Colin Farrell, this Cobblepot will only appear in like about six scenes, six yeah. or seven scenes. So he's not going to be a big presence in the movie. No. But he's sort of playing it as more of like a Marlon Brando from The Godfather, Vito yeah, Corleone. Yeah, you're right. Rather than the traditional sort of like <laughs> penguin from the Adam West <laughs> Mr. series. Mr. P. N. Gwyn. Or um, how he was in the Tim Burton movie. Mm. Or even, you know, the wiry sort of creepy guy from the Gotham TV show. Yeah, yeah. It seems like he's new in his um, his crime career and he's got a lot of ambitions. Yeah. He's kind of low rung and he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder and he's trying to rise up and okay. screw everyone else over. That's your version, is it? That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get into our plots right now? Yes. Would you like to go first? I'll, I'll go first. By the way, warning, I think we both have really long yes. plots. I know you do. Well, we've already been talking for 45 <laughs> minutes, so this is going to be a long episode. Oh, strap, strap yourself in. So I'll try to get through as quickly as possible. Just a note, um, my plot is influenced by Batman, the comic book Ego, as well as a touch of Batman Year One, as well as a touch of A Long Halloween. As well as a touch of Batman... Is it called New Age? No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Not Universe One or something like that is what you're talking it's about. It's like Second Age or something like that. It's got age in the title, but I certainly see your ego comparisons there mm-hmm. since yes. they mentioned that in the, in the promotional material. Of course, you know. 
any help is good help. But here is the plot that I came up with. And then I looked at the trailer. I changed it because of what the trailer has. And here's what I have. Here's Maddie D's, Maddie D's original screenplay. I'm very excited. Now, uh, straight away, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually now, now that you've come in and you've sort of given me all this background knowledge and <laughs> sort of given hints as to where your plot's going, I think we're going to have two very, very similar plots. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. can guarantee you we're going to have pretty much 90% beat for beat the same plot. We probably will, but as something as, uh, you know, there's a lot going on here, so it wouldn't it's be It's a three-hour movie. There's probably some some disagreements and changes okay. between us. Okay, we'll know? see. But here we go. We're going to have a cold open. Of course we will. We're going to have a wealthy man waking up strapped to a chair. He is gagged. Wait, wait, he- hold on. Stop. <laughs> Where's the flashback to Bruce Wayne as a child? <laughs> We're not doing that. We're not doing that. This okay. The movie, I, I know flashbacks are kind of a thing at the moment, but if you watch Batman movies, every single Batman movie starts with an action scene, an action mm-hmm. scene usually introducing either Batman or the villain, and and those scenes will happen side by side. So it'll be a Batman action scene and a villain action scene, or the villain action scene first and the Batman action scene second. So that's why I'm going in without a flashback. Okay, fair enough. I might be throwing away points, yeah, but it's well justified. I understand. There's got there's got to be some risks here. So, man strapped to chair, he's in a wealthy home. A deep voice behind him will say that he knows that he is a city official and knows who he is, mm-hmm. and says that he knows that his corruption has happened at the expense of others and allowed him to live such a lavish lifestyle. He'll also point out that even in his own home, which they're in, it can go from a place of being a place of refuge to a place of absolute horror. Mm. The official in the chair, once he's ungagged, will plead to be let go, promising our uh, our captor that he's a man of power and influence and can give him anything he wants. The voice, now we don't actually see him. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we, we may see like a blurred background and... Yeah, the Riddler. Like so, the, the camera's like spinning around this person, and just in the in the background, we can see like an out of focus Riddler yes, yes. dancing around. I see, I see a lot of like close ups and a lot of movement in the background. We won't yeah. actually see our Riddler yet. Okay, but the Riddler. I'll just call him the Riddler because it's obvious who it we is. We know it's the Riddler. Yeah. He says all he wants him to do is answer a riddle. The official will be confused, but the man goes ahead and spins a riddle along the lines of what is inevitable but opposed, violent but peaceful. The official will be confused and not know the answer. I'm, I'm just guessing, by What's the way. What's sweet and fruity? <laughs> What's green and wobbly? What is jello? What am I? <laughs> by the way, there'll be a lot of riddles in this movie and I'm not going to get any of them. But, okay. you know, I threw a few in there just to give give the vibe of it. You know what I mean? If I get something close, I, I think that deserves a point in future. But okay. there'll probably be riddles that I will not get close to. But he doesn't know the answer, right? He doesn't matter. He just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just goes, I don't know. So the Riddler suffocates him, throws a plastic bag around his head, mm-hmm. suffocating him, saying, while he does this, the answer is revolution. Oh. And we'll see the man... For the first time, wearing a stupid mask. You will clean Gotham of the corrupt. <laughs> corrupt. There's a little bit of that in there. Don't worry. And yeah, again, this will be our Riddler. Um, and he won't be wearing this whole get up for the whole thing, just for a few choice scenes in the movie. He'll kick the official down, who's dead, uh, break his bonds and start putting masking tape over his face. And we're left to, as the audience, if we haven't seen the trailer, going, what the hell is going on? Mm, the poor kids are crying. <laughs> yeah, the poor kids. Yeah, exactly. The five-year-old kids <laughs> who were brought, who wanted to see Batman. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be another one of like the uh, Batman Returns. All the kids are crying, leaving yeah. the cinema. All right, so we have a musical score, and the title is shown: "The Batman." Mm. Now I'm going to go on a. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. I'm going out on a little bit of a risk here. Okay. So just go with me. So right. while this title is happening, we're going to hear news reports of what's been going on in the city of Gotham. Okay. They mention a criminal dressed as a clown. Yep causing chaos in the streets of Gotham. So in this movie, the Batman has been around for about a year. 
and he has just defeated the Joker. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I, I know that the, the and idea- it shocks everybody because it's Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. He has a little cameo there and it blows <laughs> everyone's mind. We're all excited. Now, I, fe- I have a feeling that potentially the clowns that we see in the trailer will be at the end and they'll be like lining up for a Joker in a potential spinoff, but I'm going to- I'm going to go on a real risk and say that the Joker is already established here. Okay, interesting. So we'll never see him, but people will make inferences towards him. The audience will be left to fill in the blanks as to whether this is Joaquin Phoenix Joker or a brand new Joker. Mm. So essentially, Batman has just defeated the Joker. The Joker is presumably in jail and the and the world is recovering from that. Right, okay. Because this is my number three yeah. Dark Knight plot. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The news reports will also talk about the presence of Batman and whether it's a good or bad thing. And we'll hear all this while the camera pans around the Gotham cityscape and we'll get the feeling that the city is in unrest. And it'll be a quick sequence. Now we'll see a collection of thugs all gathered around the parking lot. They're all dressed as clowns. In a parking lot, you say? Yeah, an abandoned parking lot. Yeah. Why is it not a parking lot? (laughs) Well, I'm going to say a parking lot. Why not? One of the thugs is telling the others about their plan to blow up a building. Another thug says, why are we doing this? Our boss is gone. And he was insane anyway. The first thug tells him- so they're, they're insane clown posse. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, they're the, they're the Joker's like, what's going to happen to all the thugs that the Joker recruited when he's gone? They're just like hanging around, right? Yeah. Kicking cans in car parks, <laughs> yeah. apparently. And and causing causing chaos, you know? So the first thug tells him that the boss will be back, the boss in quotation marks, yep. and will spout off something about needing to, bring, to continue bringing Gotham to its knees. The second thug will argue that they should all go into business for himself, for themselves, and that he doesn't need to listen to the first thug. And that with the Batman running around, they really don't want to be on, on the radar, you know? Mm. Batman's just killing people. Suddenly the Batman appears- He's and, killing people. Well, you know, theoretically killing people. Right. He's just hurting them really, really <laughs> bad. That's right. The Batman will appear. This is the first time we see him in the movie. Announce himself as vengeance and beat up the goons. After arresting the thugs, which seem to be a common occurrence. So he's just been, he's just been swinging around Gotham City, just finding these groups of clowns, beating them yeah. up, arresting them. Police appear on the site and the officers all draw a gun on Batman. One of the officers calls in a radio and says, we found him, and then tells Batman that someone has left a note for him in a crime scene. Mm. In the crime scene we saw in the previous scene. We need your help. We need your help, yep. Batman will go to the crime scene where the official's body has Cause been- Because like, your name's on it. We <laughs> legally can't read other people's <laughs> mail. So even though it's evidence, we can't like open it Absolutely. because it's, it's against the like it goes for mail fraud. Absolutely. Well, it's a clue, right? Batman's involved in this in some capacity. Yep. So he'll walk in and he'll see the official has been slumped over the chair like we see in the trailer on his couch, and his mm-hmm. face has been covered in duct tape with the message saying "No more lies." Yep. The rest of the police will be uncomfortable with the vigilante being around, but Jim Gordon will be willing to let him poke around and help. Uh, there'll be a card, like a birthday card, addressed to Batman. Oh, happy birthday. Yep. And there'll be also clues pretty much everywhere in the room. So everything will be like a little clue that Batman will be sweeping around yep. looking at. So we'll see Batman return home to Wayne Manor. Alfred will tell wait, him- Wait, 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 wait. You didn't go into that scene at all. Like, what's the clue? What was in the card? Uh, I go into what's in the card in- Later a- on? Yes, later okay, on. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I was worried for a second there. I'm yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. just losing out on points here. No, 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 no. So he's, he's looking around and he's like searching. There'll be like little Easter eggs here and there, but the- I'll come back to what the clue is. So he turns to Wayne Manor. Alfred will tell him that the Batman persona is becoming a celebrity, but yep. warns him that as Bruce Wayne, he can't hide from the world because he's a recluse. Gotham expects Bruce Wayne to appear. Bruce tells Alfred that- haven't been into work for weeks. <laughs> Bruce tells Alfred that there is no Bruce Wayne, only Batman. And we'll see only his- Zool. Yes. And we'll see his scarred body as he lifts up his shirt and all the mm. girls scream. <laughs> 
He retreats into a not well developed bat cave, so it'd be a very like it's still got scaffolding <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, it's still got scaffolding up. There's, still, there's cans of paint. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's a garage. <laughs> like, uh, and he will pour over the clues left behind by the Riddler. Bruce deciphers the riddle to be mm-hmm. the riddle in the card is what does a liar do when he's dead? And the answer is he still lies. Or he lies still is what it actually is. He lies still. Yep. Either or other. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> you did the same thing. Yep. <laughs> We cheated. Batman will watch the police. So this is outside. He'll be like, not in full Batman get up, but he'll be sort of disguised a little bit. Batman will see the police give a press conference saying that this is an act of terrorism and the police have it under control and they refuse to answer questions about the Batman. We see this in the trailer. I believe Skarsgård's character is is the one giving the press conference because he's like Mm -hmm. the leader. Coulson, I think his name is. He's the one giving the press conference, you say? Yes. So the district attorney is giving the, the press conference? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Batman will discover that the dead official had a partnership with Carmine Valcone. Mm-hmm. Or Falcone, as he's known. Or Valcone. I thought it was Valcone. It's Falcone. Okay. As in like a falcon. Falcone, then. Batman will go into the bar which Falcone operates. He'll stealthily- What kind of bar is this? Like, is it a- A dingy bar. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of see this cool bar mixed with dingy bar. No, it okay. can't be. It's, it's Falcone, so it can't be a dingy bar. So it's, it's, a, it's just it's a, a cool- It's a classy establishment. It's a classy establishment, right? Batman takes out the goons in a stealthy fashion and comes face to face with Falcone. Now, Falcone will say that he wants to conduct business like a gentleman and doesn't wish there to be any violence. He says that despite being a crime lord, he believes in rules and order and does not like the direction that Gotham City is going into. So this is kind of, I'm borrowing this from sort of a long Halloween, but Falcone's image in the comics is he has rules. Right. He he's a man of um yeah, of of uh some morality even though the morality is very black. Yeah, so he doesn't sell drugs to school children. Well, he he believes he's there as like a, you know, he he keeps Gotham in check as the police do. He feels like he's, right, okay. he's doing the same thing. He's not a crazy guy just blowing up stuff. He says that he did work with the dead official. However, he has severed ties with him because he found out that he was working with an up-and-coming competitor named Oswald Cobblepot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Cobblepot and Falcone are like from opposite crime families. Yes, they are. Okay. They are. Falcone will tell Batman that he should seek out that weasel for more answers. And Batman will say, I'm not done with you, Falcone, but takes his exit. Now we're going to see Selina Kyle in a mask sneaking into a warehouse in a shipyard. She comes up to a safe and it might be that the case that this is a warehouse that holds stolen goods that's sort of been holding there until they okay. like, collect yep. it. She breaks it open. Oswald is outside with a whole heap of cronies. One of them says to Cobblepot that they finally tracked down the thief that's been stealing from him. And Oswald will tell we them- We thought it was a cat, but it turns out it was a cat woman. <laughs> he tells them to open fire. But just as this happens, Batman appears because he's been tracing Oswald. Mm-hmm. And they open fire on him instead. There's a big fight scene that happens with Oswald's men shooting both Selina and Batman. Selina manages to flee on a bike, leaving Batman to fight the rest of the goons. Oswald manages to jump in a car and flees the scene. And he'll be portrayed in this movie as being very grotesque, very rough, yeah. very brutal, very dark and gritty. Selena will arrive in her apartment and she thinks she's sort of home alone, but then all of a sudden Batman appears. Now, before you say anything, Kieran, Selena wouldn't have gone straight home. She would have like, you know, lapped around the block a few times. You know, times. tried to like lose leads and stuff like that. So it gives Batman plenty of time to arrive there. When they meet, they have an impressive fight scene, but appear to be oh. evenly matched. In her apartment, right? In her apartment, yeah. that's right. So they're knocking over like bookshelves and... <laughs> Going through coffee tables. Selena starts to flirt with Batman. They kind oh, of stop. They stop. That's fighting. a new approach for the character. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They stop fighting when they know they're evenly matched. There's like a little bit of a flirtation there. Batman will make it clear that he just wants answers. 
while admiring her cats. Her cat, her cats like oh, gravitate okay, yeah, towards because right, she has a whole bunch of stray cats. Yes, that's yeah. right. That that whole scene plays out here in the trailer where she's like, "I pick up strays." That's why they call me the cat woman, I guess. The crazy cat lady. So he he says he knows her as the famous cat burglar, and she tells him that she only steals from people who exploit others. It's yeah. kind of like a Robin Hood thing. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Robin Hood, but it's morally grey because basically she. Anybody who's rich is fair game. So she steals from mobsters, but she also steals from like- Homeless people. Not homeless people, but like rich people who are like giving to charity and stuff like that. She steals from them too. So she's like, she's very morally gray. I hate, I hate, I hate whenever they like make Catwoman like a, a good guy. She's not. She's like- She's a burglar. She's yeah, a criminal. She, she plays both sides of the fence. And I want them to do this in this movie. I, f- I have a feeling they won't, but that's what I'm going to say for my plot. Okay. But since she's involved in the underworld, mostly from stealing from him, she turns out to be a possibly good asset- she tells him that Cobblepot is on the rise and he's trying to take down Falcone. Batman will disappear while Selena's back is turned. I hope so. <laughs> Bruce Wayne will go to the official's funeral. Oh, isn't know. that nice? Isn't that nice? Because of the Supporting Riddler. the community. Because of the Riddler's clue. Because, oh, okay. Of course, he lies still. That's okay. leading him to the funeral scene. That's that's the next kind of clue. Yeah. Everyone is surprised Bruce Wayne is there. The mayor will try Bruce to- Bruce Wayne? Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Well, he never leaves his house. The mayor will try to convince Bruce Wayne to be more of a th- uh, more of a. Th- You're going to try and say philanthropist. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'll try Good one luck. more time. The mayor will try to convince Bruce Wayne to be more of a philanthropist. Nice job. <laughs> Thank Flawless. You. The mayor, you say, <laughs> like like his parents. Okay. Bruce will have a moment where he sees the official's son and realizes yeah. that he's now an orphan too, reminding us all of his backstory. In case we needed that, yeah. we are all orphans. We are all orphans. Bruce will notice that there is a figure on the mezzanine. We won't quite see him. And a car breaks through, uh, just drives through, bashes through. Through the front door. Through the front door. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's all graffitied with riddles. And a police officer who is Colson, it's actually the district attorney, I believe Colson is, comes out. And I should mention as well. He's not a police officer, he's the DA. The the DA. So the DA arrives. Now, it should be mentioned that Gordon in the the previous scene had said he was missing. So we're just like, oh, he's gone. We don't know where he is. Maybe he's a drunk, you know, whatever. But when the car crashes, he's revealed to be the driver. He comes out. He has bombs. Isn't it weird? We were just talking about him being missing and then it comes in. He bursts in. His ears were burning. So he is gagged. He has a phone strapped to him as well as a bomb. This, of course, scares yep. everybody. They evacuate the area, get the bomb squad in. Uh, now, Colson is saved. He's the, saved. The bomb does not go off because this okay. is an M movie. Come okay, on. fair enough. They don't want to scare the kiddies they who don't are already scared. Imagine like just a blow up blood and guts flying everywhere. Yeah. But on the way out, when they're escorting him out, he gets shot by a sniper rifle. Oh. Now, Bruce Wayne manages to get the phone. Steals the phone. Like it flies out of his hand after he gets shot by a sniper rifle and Batman just catches it. Well, no, wait, it's Bruce Wayne, you said. So yeah, Batman's not Wayne. there. It's not Bruce Wayne, but I think Bruce Wayne will like, when the body goes down, he'll like grab the phone. Okay. And when he when he's in sort of the privacy of his own home or just like, you know, outside. Around the, the corner. Around the corner. He watches this video and it's like a Heath Ledger version, like a Heath Ledger video almost right. giving another riddle. Okay. Now I'm just going to kind of breeze over the middle part of this movie because I don't want to take any more of anyone's valuable time. But the middle part of this movie will be Batman following riddles and it'll also be the crime war between Valcone and the Penguin with Catwoman appearing here and there to assist Batman or just, okay. you know, yep. disrupt things. The Riddler will set up Valcone to be arrested but when Valcone is arrested, he'll agree to work with the police. So when the police are taking him in, Batman will probably capture him. And when the police okay. are taking him in, he says, I'll, I'll help you out wherever you can. The Riddler will leak this information to the public who will distrust the police like even more because they're like, well, why isn't Valcone getting the full punishment of the law that he deserves? Why are you letting him help? He's been like the mobster that's ruled over us the entire time. So they'll be angry about that. Batman will chase down the Penguin in the Iceberg Lounge straight from the comics. Yep. And he will fight his goons in this 
cool bar. <laughs> uh, the Penguin will make his escape and try to drive away. Batman will pursue him in a new Batmobile, which looks kind of like the old Batmobile. Yeah, it but certainly it's, does. It's new. It's new, everyone. It's been modified. He modified it during the course of the movie because he's going to have updates, tech updates as we go along. By the way, it's monsoon season in Gotham City at the moment because I swear every single shot in the trailer is either overcast or pouring rain. Yeah, I'm happy you brought that up, actually. Oswald's driver will die, so it's forcing him to take the wheel because, of course, Oswald's not yeah. going to be the guy that drives. And he's because he dies may- of a heart attack. Yeah, and he has to push him out of the way. Or you know, maybe yeah, maybe Oswald like <laughs> hurry up, it pokes him with his umbrella and kills him. No, he just dies. He's like just uh, his he- umbrella gun accidentally goes off. Yeah, yeah. So Oswald takes the wheel. He rams into Batman, and Batman's Batmobile runs into some combustible fuel tanks and explodes. Now he believes the Batman is dead. Yeah. As he's driving across, he realizes that the Batman appears in a cloud of smoke. He sees it in his rearview mirror because he's a good driver, and he's like, "No, he's alive!" And because he's distracted, he tumbles his car. He loses. He spins out. He spins out. His car goes on. Can't be that good of a driver, then I suppose. No, no, no. no. He's not used to it. He, uh, you know, he he tumbles and he's like, his uh, his car is on the roof side up. If that makes sense, yep. we see it in the trailer. So it flipped over. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a way better way of saying it. Uh, and Batman will apprehend him. Now, the Penguin will be interrogated. When Jim Gordon asks why people call him the Penguin, he'll flip out. Clearly, this this is an insult to him. The Penguin tells them that he actually helped the Riddler with him. Because Penguins have sex one time a year. (laughs) And it's not true about me. One time, lucky dogs. So he, the Penguin reveals that he actually helped the Riddler. Now, they don't have like a personal relationship, but I think they like had, they were pen pals, you know. Uh, okay. He helped the Riddler with information and to execute some of his plans in exchange for getting Valcone arrested. It ah, seems, interesting. It seems to be the Riddler's plan that he wants to get rid of all the corrupt figures in Gotham, including the elites, but also, you know. The criminals. The criminals yeah. as well. But that also includes the Penguin. So the penguin's kind of been played here. So the penguin yeah. feels betrayed because he's been led along. He, the Riddler used him, but was, I thought he liked me. Was always going to stab his back. Uh, you know, I was always going to turn him in. So he says to the police, "I know who he is, and I'll give you every information that you need to know." He's going to rat him out. Yeah. Um, now the penguin will give the police a name, but it'll be a fake name. It won't be Edward Nash, and it'll be like another code to decipher. It'll be Edward E. Nigma. Yes. Yeah, maybe that'll appear here. So Batman will go to different locations, solving different crimes and codes. The Riddler's antics will get more and more elaborate as the movie goes on. He'll start televising speeches that'll be seen by the citizens of Gotham, some of which will start to consider him a hero, especially compared to the incompetence and corruption of the law they have already. Batman himself will also be seen as dangerous. Batman will solve uh, one of Riddler's riddles. In the answer, it shows that he knows the identity of Bruce Wayne. He knows the identity of Batman, sorry. And threatens that he will target Wayne for Wayne's previous sins. What does that mean? So Batman will find- I mean, I know, but yes. I'm playing along like I don't know. Okay. Batman will find out that Thomas Wayne, although being a good guy for the most part, had a business arrangement with Carmine Valcone and worked alongside alongside organized crime, kind of just to keep the peace almost. But he's- his father worked with the same organized crime that Bruce has spent his life fighting. Now, in the comics, he's part of a secret organization. I'm just going to bin all that. That's too complicated. It just—he's just, you know, not not his hands aren't clean, you know. Right, right. So he, you know, he he assisted Valcone, and Valcone is a man of law and order. So he had that business arrangement. Even though he's a mobster. Even though he's a mobster, but he's kind of like a mobster with values in a, in a weird way. Still yeah, okay. not a good guy, by the way. I was going to say that Alfred was going to be kidnapped. But because of the trailer, I went in a different direction. So Batman's going to solve one of the riddles, which will hint towards a Noah's Ark story. And he realizes that the Riddler is going to flood the city. There we go. That's why it's raining, guys. 
Batman at this Wait, point. Wait, so he controls the weather like the weather wizard? Yes. He does? Okay, well. No, 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 no. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. Okay. So. <laughs> so why is it raining then? Uh, it's raining because of, you know, it's just that season in Gotham. Oh, it's the like, monsoon season, as yeah, I mentioned monsoon, earlier. Yeah. Solving the riddles, it's revealed that the Riddler will be in a diner. One of your favourite locations in That's movies. That's right. Well, it's in the trailer. Yes, it And is. the police and Batman will arrive there to arrest the Riddler and he'll go without a struggle. We see this in the trailer. Yeah. And I think at this point, that's when we'll get the Noah's Ark reveal. Now, Batman will go to Riddler's holding cell. It'll be like a glass... glass. Uh, yeah, Hannibal Lecter-esque. Oh, you Blofeld-esque. know... esque You know it's going to happen. Cypher-esque. Starts yelling at him and he wants to know what his plans are. Something about a flood, right? Yeah. Everyone besides Jim Gordon will think that they've won. They've captured the Riddler. World's, world's going to return to normal. We've, we've, we've defeated him. Yep. The Riddler will say something cryptic about how long Batman has. And there'll also be a monologue about how they're pretty much the same person. Yeah. Batman will leave to stop Riddler's plans from happening because he knows he's going to flood the city. Yep. Now, somehow from jail. Somehow from jail. That's right. Now, people who sympathize with the Riddler, some of them being Joker's old goons, some of them oh. being people who are just frustrated with living in poverty, start storming the station where Riddler is being held. The police and SWAT team will try to stop so them. So like in Halloween Kills. Exactly. Yep. It's absolute chaos. There's there's unrest. People are you know rioting. Gotham is in. Corruption dies tonight. <laughs> Gotham is in absolute anarchy. Yep. Batman finds Catwoman since she knows the city intimately. She says she can help... Mm. Batman finds, so what they figured out was there are bombs that are attached to like a dam. And they, yeah, and or a reservoir. Yeah, and the Riddler is going to explode this reservoir, flooding the city. It's it connect- was Batman Zero Year was the name of the comic that this happened. That's in. right, yep, that's right. That's it. And, uh, and Finally worked it out. Essentially, essentially there, are, there are barricades. Yeah, there's a reservoir holding back a, a river. Riddler's yep. plan is to explode it. Gotham River. Yeah, essentially that's the that's the Riddler's plans. And, and it's even going to be said that he wants to wash away the filth. Yep, that, That's going to be a line like that's taxi going to be driven there. Exactly. Batman and Catwoman will use the collection of the Riddler's clues and realize that he uses upper and lowercase letters in, a, mm-hmm. in an unusual way and through that have managed to track down where he... They decipher it. They realize where he's going to plant... Where he's planted the he's bombs. He's planted the bombs in a big question mark around the city. <laughs> oh, if only. They go to each location. They fight goons who have set up the bombs or are guarding it. Yep. Since the Riddler has no cronies for himself, these will be Penguins men as part of their prearranged, oh, okay. their perceived agreement. Yeah. I see the Riddler more as a loner in this movie. He doesn't have guys working for him, but right. he manipulates people to help him. Okay, yeah. Or inspires them to like, you know, like riot for him. We'll see back in the holding cell, Riddler is taunting Penguin, who is also there. This is going to sound <laughs> very similar. They're in the cell next to each other. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of criminals in Gotham. There's a lot of arrests happening, you know, but they've both been interrogated, right? So- the Joker's on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Penguin will snap back at him. Now, the Riddler, a Riddler video that he had planned earlier starts broadcasting, giving Gotham a countdown to the big event. Yep, and it's everyone, like New Year's Eve. Exactly, and everyone starts to panic. The Riddler is still taunting the Penguin, and in, in, the, in the chaos that's happening, people storming, the police are all running because they're like, well, forget this, we'll just flee for our lives. You wow, know, great police force. Yeah, of course, it's Gotham. The yeah, police station enough. is empty. The Riddler uses this opportunity to escape from his cell and enters the Penguin cell who, with no manpower, is reduced to a sniveling mess. He takes a knife, <laughs>, laughs while he does it, no, and tells Penguin, and tells Penguin, an eye for an eye for his attempt to rat him out and sort of betray him. And he right. cut, and also what he did to Gotham City. And will cut out the Penguin's eye. This is all well, happen wow. off screen, by the way. Yep. But it'll lead the Penguin to have his trademark monocle in future installments of the franchise. Pretty useless monocle. It Can't see through it. It won't necessarily be a monocle, but it might be like an eye patch that he wears or a glass eye. But it'll be like a reference ah. to the Penguin's okay. monocle. I like that. It's very nice. Thank you. The reservoir will blow up. 
Catwoman will say that she's going to fend for herself. She survives like she always does and disappears. Remember, Catwoman is a bad guy, everybody. Gotham will flood, and this sequence of the movie will be Batman saving the citizens of Gotham, helping them out of debris, etc. He will then... That's a real Hurricane Katrina type situation where he's down there with food... You know, he's rescuing people off the roofs of their houses. Well, yeah, he, more more action packed than that, like yep. grabbing people's hands and pulling them out. And what it'll lead to is he'll actually light up a flare and be a literal beacon as he leads the citizens to safety. Yeah, just like we see in the trailer. Yeah, most of the law officials will have abandoned them. Some won't. We'll have some good cops there, but it'll actually show who the real heroes of Gotham City are and cement Batman as a hero of the people, which I actually think is a nice. We always see Batman as the vigilante, but everyone spits at Batman, but it would be nice to sort of see him as, you know, this folk hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once everyone is suitably saved, Batman leaves things to Jim Gordon to take over. Watching his city be destroyed, there is a moment of despair for Batman. He realizes that the Riddler's cryptic message that he told him in the holding cell points to the fact of where he is. And and the riddle will be something like, uh, it all started for him where it should have started for Bruce. And he goes to the Gotham City orphanage. Mm, yep. The Riddler is there. Here we go. I was gonna have I was gonna have a bit where um, Batman realizes that. Alfred Pennyworth is missing and he finds a batarang with a question mark behind it. Yep. No time for that, but we will see Alfred Pennyworth being held at gunpoint tied to a chair. In the orphanage. In the orphanage, which will be like a dilapidated orphanage. It's not in use anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially now that there's been a flood. Maybe there'll still be water in there. <laughs> They're gotta, wading through. Got, slosh, slosh, he's, slosh. He's got to wear his bat gum boots. He's wearing no mask at this point and demands that Bruce Wayne does the same. Since the conversation is between Edward Nashton and Bruce Wayne, yep. Bruce complies He'll have a monologue about them not being so different, both losing parents, both facing injustice, but... So they were both orphans. Yes, they were both orphans. But Bruce fails at his mission, whereas Riddler has succeeded in exposing the corruption of Gotham City. He tells Bruce that he must prove that he is the saviour of Gotham. He has a camera in the corner. Of course he does. He's been using it this whole time. Yep. And gives Bruce an ultimatum. Expose yourself as Batman to the Gotham people. And or ask Bruce Wayne. They know he's Batman. Oh, yeah. Expose yourself as Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Reveal yep. your identity. Which is something that the Riddler was always hung up about in the comics, so this is why I'm using it. And Alfred will go free. Do anything else other than that, and the Riddler Alfred will shoot dies. Alfred. Yeah. Alfred dies. The third option is that if he wants to stop this entirely, he'll have to kill the Riddler before the Riddler kills Alfred. The whole idea being... you So can't- he's got a target. Up on the roof, <laughs> and Alfred's like strung up with like tubes. Not, not that way. But we see this, you know, like it's it's a little like this. This scene plays out in a few comics and also in a few movies as yeah. well, in a way. And I, I kind of like this whole idea. But the whole idea is that he can't be Batman and Bruce Wayne. He has to choose. Tick tock, tick tock. Yes. <laughs> but if so he really kind wants- of like in my Spider-Man plot, where yeah. they're like, you can't be Peter Parker and Spider-Man, which didn't actually end up happening in the yeah. movie. Or yeah. whatever. Actually, no, it did. It was <laughs> it a very a huge, way. important part of that in movie. A weird way. Uh, but, you know, the third option, if he truly wants vengeance, he should kill the Riddler. You know, he should be yeah. the monster that he feels. No, he, he should say, you join me, Batman. We can work together to clean the streets of Gotham. No way. Isn't that what happens in every movie? Happened last week in Spider-Man. It, it does, but it won't happen in this movie. Okay. He won't. So he- it doesn't happen in every movie. Just Matty D thinks it does. <laughs> it won't happen in this movie, okay. definitely not. I learned from my mistakes. Oh, great. <laughs> great. After a tense scene with dramatic music, Batman, of course, will take the middle road option and hit Riddler in the hand in with the a face. batarang. Yep. Oh, okay. The gun, the gun, the, yep. the hand yep. he's holding the gun with. The Riddler will get up and try to shoot Batman, but Batman will tackle him. He goes to hit Riddler, but stops. The Riddler tries to goad him into killing him or taking his anger out on him. You know, you yep. know that old chestnut. When he doesn't, the Riddler asks one final riddle before chewing on a cyanide pill 
and killing himself. Oh, okay. The riddle will be about people being the same and always destroying each other, but will be way more cryptic and better written than I just did. Okay, yeah. Batman will leave the orphanage with Alfred, who's been rescued, and you'll see people rebuilding and helping each other, showing the ri- showing that the Riddler was wrong. Bruce tells Alfred- They've got their sandbags out. Yeah. They're bucketing the water back into the river. They're Pe- pumping it out. Yep. People are help- like young are helping old- Strong are helping the weak. Yeah, Everybody's the same. Everybody's equal. Everybody is like got you know got a nice heart on them. Now Bruce will tell Alfred that he knows how he can help as Bruce Wayne and not Batman, and that he is not molded by his past, and he can restore the Wayne legacy. Now there's a brief montage where Bruce Wayne is being a leader and helping rebuild Gotham, putting money behind community centers, rebuilding schools, etc. Mm, wonderful. Now I like the idea that the final riddle. A final riddle will be left for Bruce Wayne, indicating the Riddler is not dead, and we have a Hannibal Lecter-style ending, where he's walking in disguise amongst the people. However, (laughs) I don't think they will do that. I'm having an old friend for dinner. Since there always has to be a cliffhanger, and since they are going to make other movies, the cliffhanger will involve Catwoman, so I'm going to say Joker's goons are, are all around, and they're angry that they're being robbed. Catwoman appears to be the robber, and Batman will appear and beat them both up, beat up the clowns together. And that is my plot. Wow, there we go. Wow, what an extensive plot. So, the thing of note straight away is I'm kind of a little bit disappointed. I'm not disappointed in you, Matty D. I'm actually a little bit disappointed in myself because I was so convinced that you wouldn't get a lot of the major elements of this plot. I'm like, it's Matty D. (laughs) It's Matty D. He's not going to pay attention to the trailer. He's not going to do the research into the comics. He's not going to do any of that stuff because it's Matty D. (laughs) He has a track record of not doing this stuff. So, I'm like, he's not going to get the flood aspect. He's not going to get, you know, these riddles. He's not going to solve the birthday card. He's not going to get any of these things. But the fact that you got all of them... Is, is, you know, I'm kind of bummed because I wanted to be like, well, Matty D, you are so wrong. <laughs> I only got the flood aspect recently. I was just like, hang on a second. It's a flood. It is in the trailer. It is, yeah. Quite. Well, I wouldn't say prominently. Not it prominently. It appears in no. a few flashes, but it's definitely there. And I think, uh, you know, I was very chuffed when I found it. And, you know, I'm like, oh, it ties back to zero year. Yes. Look at that when the Riddler did the exact same thing. So if this doesn't happen in this movie, I'm going to be very disappointed because all clues are pointing to that. Yeah. Now, having said that, I'm not entirely confident. I don't think I'm Yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm entirely confident either. And uh, something that I do have an edge on that Matty D doesn't is that he actually missed a ton of details from the trailers that I I picked up on. So I'm not saying that I'm 100% right. I just have different aspects that Matty D missed. So let's get straight into what I thought would happen since we've been here for ages anyway. (laughs) This is going to be probably our longest episode ever. let's do it. So I think the movie is going to open with a flashback with Bruce Wayne as a child playing in the grounds of Wayne Manor. Of course. So Bruce falls down and scrapes his knee (laughs) and his parents, Thomas and Martha, Wayne run over and tell him not to worry since they'll always be around to look after him. What do you do when you fall down, Master Wayne? You get back up again. So, <laughs> Bruce runs off and continues to play. Oh, thanks, Mum and Dad. La, 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 la. Before suddenly falling down a well into an underground bat cave. Oh, no, really? So again? Bruce is unhurt, but then he suddenly sees a bat flying towards him in slow motion. And we hear, la de da de da 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 So, I don't think any of that's going to happen at all. That was just a joke. <laughs> Because I don't actually think this movie is going to start with a flashback. Oh. Quite like you, I think it's going to go straight into it, cold open style. But we don't need it. If the movie is going to have a flashback at all at the start, we are going to see that same murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne that we've seen a million times in a million other movies. So I don't think this is actually going to happen. But if they are going to have a flashback, it's going to be to that. Very likely. So the movie actually opens with a gang of ruffians who all wear white face paint. <laughs> what? Who are harassing people on a subway train. Oh, man. The gang is led by none other than Melvin. Melvin, brother of the Joker. 
That's a little uh, nostalgia critic reference yes. there. The ga- Doug? The, the gang step off the train onto an abandoned platform, all laughing and joking with each other. Because, you know, like the Joker. Like, Melvin, Melvin, <laughs> brother of the Joker. So, suddenly the gang is interrupted by Batman, who beats up Melvin and tells the gang that he is vengeance. The gang all attack Batman at once, but they're no match for the Dark Knight. So they, far, very similar. So, they shoot at him, but he's got bulletproof armor. They try and punch him, but he's too strong. You know, basically like we saw in the trailer, basically like in your plot. So, Batman leaves the gang to be arrested by the Gotham City PD before vanishing into the night. The next morning, we see Bruce Wayne watching a news story on the arrest of Melvin's gang. Alfred Pennyworth enters with a tray of coffee and mentions that Batman is becoming quite the celebrity now. Mm, yeah. Like you mentioned in your plots, like we saw it in the trailer. Oh, where do we get that from? So we understand around this point in the movie that Bruce has been acting as Batman for the past two years as a way of dealing with his insomnia and anger issues. So, he is an insomniac, that yeah, is that's right. right. Glad you mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> so he doesn't sleep at night. He doesn't sleep during the day. He's basically awake all the time, which, you know, I think after seven days you would die if that was, the, if that was actually the case. But he has insomnia, so he goes out and fights crime. That's why his uh, eyes are so black. It's not That's it's right. not makeup. Yeah, exactly. He's just got really bad panda eyes. <laughs> well, my father was a panda. Anyway, so uh, this is different to you. So I've said that Bruce tries to keep up the billionaire playboy facade, but seems more interested in booze than women. Okay. So he's out, like, he's out and schmoozing, but like there's sexy women you know, on his arm, but he's more interested in the bottom of his scotch than he is talking to the women. Okay. So Alfred is fully aware that Bruce is Batman and worries that Bruce has been driven insane by his grief, but still, the trusty butler helps Bruce whenever he can. So he's just like, oh yes, you, we should definitely buy you like a, a Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Like, I'm so he's ringing up his daughter, Alicia Silverstone from uh, yeah. Batman uh, and Robin and being like, I'm so worried about you. <laughs> it's, it's like a parent, like not understanding the teenager. Like, yeah, exactly. like, oh, so you're interested in this music now. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. So around the same time, we meet Oswald Cobblepot who is an overweight member of the Falcone crime family. Oh, okay. So they work together. So Cobblepot's nose was broken and deformed years ago, earning him the nickname of the Penguin, which he begrudgingly accepted. So he's just like, I don't like it, but I'm going to take it. So he's unlike you, where he's just like, eh, I don't like it. So the Penguin runs a dingy nightclub called the Iceberg Lounge. Okay. There we go. Not to be confused with the Pongo <laughs> Club, where he chats and meets with his fellow mobsters. So Falcone will be there. Because I didn't include him in the rest of the plot. <laughs> He's just going to so, be shoehorned in there. So, Falcone is the leader of their gang. So, the Penguin is a lieutenant in that gang. Okay. He took the place of Moroni, but uh, oh, actually, I'm going to go into that right now. So, here we learn that the Penguin rose up through the ranks after the arrest of drug lord Salvatore Moroni. Okay. Which the Penguin seems to be partially responsible for. So, it's just like, yeah, it's lucky that that, you know, scumbag Moroni went to jail because otherwise I might not be here running this bar right now. Yeah, so... And Falcone is just like, oh, whatever did happen to... <laughs> Moroni. They found him with an umbrella in his back. Yeah, well, he's not dead. He's in jail. No, I know. Also working at the Iceberg Lounge as a bartender is the lovely young Selena Kyle. This is a cool idea. Because I stole this directly from Birds of Prey. Right. Who the penguin drips all over. He's just like, oh, who's this lovely young uh, employee? Have you ever think about coming around to one of my private parties? And she's just like, oh, oh, that's very nice. Ha ha, maybe one day. So Selena is nice to the penguin's face. But we see that she secretly despises him and seems to have ulterior motives for getting close to the gangster. Is she picking his pockets? No. It's a good guess, though. So now we cut to the lavish mansion of Gotham City's mayor, Don Mitchell Jr. Don pours himself a scotch and prepares to retire for the evening. But he is attacked and brutally killed by the Riddler, who stabs him in the brain with an ice pick. Nice. So no riddles. He's just, you know, (laughs) I'm the stabber. (laughs) The Riddler wraps up Don's head with masking tape before we cut to the next scene. 
So Mayor Mitchell's house is now an active crime scene, and here we meet Lieutenant Gordon for the first time as he arrives to investigate the murder. Don's masking taped head now has no more lies written on it, quite like you mentioned, quite like we saw in the trailer, and we also see that newspaper clippings of Don's triumphs have been graffitied with the word lies. Mm -hmm. I just said bat. (laughs) Bat arrives at the scene. Batman arrives at the scene since he's been working alongside the police force for these last two years, and Gordon mentions that Mayor Mitchell was campaigning to clean up the streets of Gotham and was responsible for the arrest of Salvatore Moroni. Oh, is Mm -hmm. it all coming together now? It is. Gordon finds an envelope on Don's body that is addressed to the Batman and hands it to the Cape Crusader. Inside is a card from the Riddler that reads, what does a liar do when he's dead? And of course, the answer is written in cipher. And Batman soon works out that the code reads, he lies still. Thank you, internet. Thank you, late night YouTube videos. But that's only here to give me points in the future and you too, apparently. (laughs) But we only get one point because we cheated. Yes. With all this information, Batman, the world's greatest detective, says, I think the man might have been a liar. (laughs) Great, great. The following morning... Gotham City's current commissioner, Pete Savage, gives a speech to the press announcing the death of the mayor and that he has his best men working on tracking down the killer. We learn that the Riddler has been a serial killer for two years now, same length as Batman, interestingly enough, and typically targets mobsters and criminals who he feels have escaped justice. So it might be like a a pedophile who got off on a technicality Mm -hmm. and suddenly he turns up dead with the the markings of the Riddler on him. So he's been doing this for a while. So low-level stuff, but this is the first This is the first time that he's attacked like anybody renowned. So he usually, yeah, as you say, he attacks low-level criminals, but this is like an important figure. He was the mayor of Gotham City, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah, which uh, which I guess shows how corrupt Gotham is, because when it's a low-level person, like, oh, no need to investigate this. Yes, exactly. So little does Commissioner Savage know, but the Riddler himself is watching the press conference nearby. So he's lurking in the background, and we know it's the Riddler watching. But we don't see his face at this point. So later that night, Selina Kyle, as Catwoman, breaks into Mayor Mitchell's mansion and attempts to drill into his safe. But she is prevented by Batman and the two have a brief fight. An impressive fight, as you say. <laughs> After their fight, and maybe they just warn each other. Oh. <laughs> Can I have a breather? <laughs> Catwoman reveals that the mayor was corrupt. Yeah, no shit. And he was receiving regular payments from the Penguin. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> there you go. It turns out that the Penguin paid off the mayor in order to have Moroni arrested so that the Penguin could take his place. There That's we go. Already very similar to me. Catwoman also points out that she steals from the rich and the corrupt and gives some of that money back to poor communities. Oh, my God. Because that's always the way that they go in these stupid movies. So, Batman, after this, of course, begrudgingly lets Catwoman go. So, she wanted to steal money from the corrupt mayor. You know, he's dead. He's not using it now anyway. Mm -hmm. And I I really need it because, you know, I've got a whole bunch of cats to feed. Do you know how much cat food I have to to Expensive. A place to rent for pets is, like, expensive. Like, landlords typically don't let you have pets yeah but, you know she's got like 60 cats in her house but anyway so a large funeral is held for the former mayor and the who's who of gotham arrived to pay their respects including bruce wayne and selena kyle i don't know why she's there but it looked like she was there in the trailer was she uh, it could be i could be wrong bruce is approached by mayor mitchell's political opponent bella real who urges bruce to use his fortune to help the needy so she's not the mayor no? like in your plot she's his political opponent oh, okay. because she says that in the I scene i thought she was the mayor no so, Bruce and Bella spot Mayor Mitchell's surviving family, and Bruce is reminded of his own parents' murder. You already covered this. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Gordon approaches Chief of Police Mackenzie Bock and lets him know that slimy District Attorney Gil Colson has gone missing yet again. And he's flipping a coin to solve all these problems. Yeah, so the reason that they're not surprised, the reason they go, oh, not again, is that Gil Colson is involved with, like, shady underworld figures. He was the one who, like, got the evidence to get Maroney arrested. So he's always going missing because he's usually off on benders with the, mm-hmm. the, the mobsters. So he's, yep. he's like pals with the mobsters. He goes off on benders, disappears for days at a time. So this is an unusual for him. Yeah, exactly. 
at this point in the movie, through previous scenes, we know that Gil Coulson is almost openly corrupt and uses his influence to let the Falcone family get away with their crimes, as I sort of already mentioned. Mm -hmm. So suddenly, the funeral is interrupted by a four-wheel drive, which comes smashing into the church, almost killing Don Mitchell Jr. Jr., (laughs) who is saved by Bruce Wayne. Right. Thank God. Who tackles him out of the way, of course. The four-wheel drive has been graffitied by the Riddler, and out of the car steps Gil Coulson, of all people, with his mouth taped up, a bomb strapped to his neck, and a mobile phone taped to his hand. And he's like, man, what a bender. <laughs> the police clear out the church, and Bruce re-enters the church as Batman. So he runs out, comes back <laughs> in as Batman. He finds a phone booth, he gets changed. <laughs> yes. Batman orders the remaining police to leave for their own safety before approaching Coulson on his own. The phone on Coulson's hand starts to ring and Batman answers it, hello, and speaks with the Riddler for the first time. So they're on video chat. Mm-hmm. The Riddler tells Batman that he's cleaning the streets of Gotham. There you go. And that both Mitchell and Coulson are criminals. That, that people didn't know this. You're probably right. It probably is a video chat. I couldn't work in how Batman would get the phone though. Yeah. Well, it's just taped to his hand and he's yeah. talking directly to Coulson. Yeah. The Riddler leaves. Right. Yeah, the Riddler leaves Batman with a cryptic riddle before blowing Coulson up, sending Batman flying across the room. <laughs> Batman meets back up with the Catwoman. He's all covered with soot. <laughs> <laughs> That's that scene of the trailer. It's not the flood. It's like he's covered in soot. Yeah, like yeah. like a Home Alone movie. Yeah. I am joking, but yeah. So it's going to be the flood. Why is all dirty later on? But and he asks her to help him track down the Riddler. Catwoman agrees, but only on the condition that Batman helps her out. You see. Selena had a friend who worked at the Penguins nightclub, mm-hmm. the Iceberg Lounge or whatever it was called, and she has gone missing, leading Selena to suspect that the Penguin was involved. Okay. So she was close to the Penguin in some regard, and now she's, she's gone. She was Selena's good friend. Good friend. Maybe they're lovers. Who knows? And that's why she's working. That's why she's working at the club, to get close to the Penguin, to try and find out what happened to her friend. Batman confronts the Penguin in his nightclub, but the Penguin claims to have no idea what happened to the missing girl. Our hero is attacked by several of Cobblepot's goons, and Oswald gets away. So the Penguin has connections with the Gotham City Police Department, and Batman soon becomes a wanted man, after he's framed for a crime he didn't commit. Commissioner Savage tells Lieutenant Gordon that they can no longer work with Batman, and they have to chase him, even when he didn't do anything wrong, because he's the hero that Gotham deserves, (laughs) but not the one that they need right now. And a little child says, what, he didn't do anything wrong? Yeah, exactly. That's that's Commissioner Gordon saying that. Sorry, (laughs) Lieutenant Gordon. (laughs) Later on a rainy night, it's always raining, but still... Mm -hmm. Batman and Catwoman track down the Penguin to one of his operations at the Gotham City docks. There you go. Yes. Where we learn that the Penguin has killed Selena's friend and dumped her body in the river. So maybe like the Penguin's sitting with his goons like laughing about it. He's like, remember when we killed that young woman and dumped her in the river? Or maybe he does it as a threat. Maybe he's just like, you don't want to end up like the river. Like, what's a Yeah, exactly. So the two vigilantes have an impressive fight scene. There we go. I actually used the same words as you. (laughs) With the Penguin's goons, which leads Batman chasing down the Penguin in the Batmobile. There we go. So after a few cool stunts and explosions, Batman managed to disable the Penguin's car, which, by the way, is not a giant duck. And and we're treated to the coolest shot in the trailer where Batman approaches the Penguin in slow motion. Mm. So I don't think the Penguin is going to be like a lousy driver. He's like, whoa, 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 and spin his car out. he's distracted because the Batman appeared. The the Batmobile is going to plow into him, knocking Uh, his car over. That's a good idea. Flipping it over onto the roof because that's that's what happens in the trailer. That's that's better. (laughs) Oh, dear. So Catwoman will want to kill the Penguin as revenge, but Batman insists that they just beat the shit out of him and then send him to jail. Like all villains, Batman villains do. You know, they go to jail rather than being killed. Yeah. Unless you're not important, then you die. Yeah, exactly. So around this point, Commissioner Savage is taken out by the Riddler with a sniper rifle. Look, there you go. I worked it in as well. (laughs) Yes. And we find out that he was also taking bribes from the Falcone crime family. Of course he was. He was setting up Batman to be a criminal. Mm -hmm. Gordon takes Savage's place as commissioner and urges Batman to stop the Riddler before anyone else is killed. The Riddler has also worked out that Batman is Bruce Wayne and tells him 
that he's involved in Gotham's corruption as well. Oh, there you go. But Bruce doesn't understand why. Okay. Back at the Batcave, <laughs> Bruce and Alfred pour over all the clues that the Riddler has left, again, quite like in your plot, and discover that he was trying to reveal his identity to Bruce ever since that he learnt that Bruce was Batman. Okay. So he's just like, okay, so I know this guy's identity. It's only fair that I give him clues. And if he's half as good of a detective as he should be, he should be able to work out who I am. Because the Riddler has worked out that Bruce Wayne is Batman That's through right. his own intelligence. That's right. So he is he's the Riddler. He's a smart guy. He yep. can work out information. So he just it's puts like, two and two together. Batman is never there when Bruce Wayne is there. So here we go. And you're going to find this very interesting. Piecing together this information, Bruce learns that the Riddler is actually Edward Nashton, yes. a forensic investigator who is also an orphan. Look, there you go. Now, being a forensics expert, again, I've just been have been watching Dexter recently, so I'm like, what would make a good serial killer? And wasn't killer? that- A as, forensic investigator. Yeah, wasn't that Gotham as well? He was he worked in the police department in Gotham. That was the start of I didn't of the watch that much of Gotham. But I think he was even forensics as well. That's uh, awesome. But I, I, I disagree with you, though. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen in this so, movie. Being a forensics expert, Edward is the master at not leaving any unwanted evidence at a crime scene, Makes just sense. like Dexter, thus making him the perfect serial killer, just like Dexter. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been watching Dexter the day before I wrote. <laughs> so the police track down Edward at a diner, and he is finally arrested. But Edward doesn't seem to mind that he's being caught. Again, quite like in your plot, and we know why. In the police holding cell... Batman interrogates Edward, who tells him that they're both very alike, since they're both orphans who dress up at night to stop Gotham's criminals. Yes. Again, exactly like in your plot. And then he starts punching him, saying, where are they? Yes. Might as well happen. But Edward scolds Batman for not actually killing any criminals, since the corrupt system just lets them back out on the streets again. That's a good point. Edward also reveals, and you're going to have to go with me here, Edward okay. also reveals that Thomas Wayne owned the orphanage where he grew up, and envied Bruce for having parents and for being a snotty rich kid. Ah. So maybe, like, his parents would bring him in and be like, hey, Bruce, look look at all these orphans. You've got to appreciate that you're not an orphan. And Bruce is just like, no, look at these dirty little <laughs> orphans. Throw rocks at them, Brucey. Throw rocks at them. <laughs> yes. And so Edward is just like, I don't like that Bruce Wayne kid. So they, they had this connection back to childhood, basically. <laughs> you were there and you always thought you were better than me. Is this like James Bond? Except yes. they're not brothers? <laughs> yes, pretty much. So <laughs> when Edward becomes an adult, he discovered that Thomas Wayne was also corrupt and involved in illegal businesses, which by extension makes Bruce Wayne equally as guilty of corruption because he runs the same business that yep. Thomas Wayne did. Yep. Makes yep. sense? Built on a, a, like other millionaires, built on a very uh, shady, shady platform yes. of eggshells. Yes. But the Riddler's master plan is about to come together and he tells Batman that tonight he will clean Gotham streets once and for all. Ooh, Wonder where this is going. Batman demands to know what the Riddler's plan is, but Edward just smiles and tells him that you can't arrest an idea. <laughs> Meanwhile, again, you're going to have to go with me. Yeah. Meanwhile, we see that the Riddler's actions have inspired a group of vigilante terrorists, okay. kind of similar to your plan, yes, yeah, kind who of. all dress exactly like the Riddler himself, which I stole directly from the Joker. So he's got a whole bunch of guys who don't really work for him, but they've been inspired by him. They all dress in his outfit yeah. because they've shown his outfit on the news. I exactly like in the Joker. Yeah, I see. I see a similar thing. Not to piggyback on your plot, but I see like you know how people wear the Guy Fawkes mask. I see it like that. You said they were the Penguins mobsters, and you said they were like the Joker gang. Well, no, no, no. They so were, they're not wearing. You said it not said, in your plot. I said there were people storming the uh, the station who were like who inspired by him. Yeah. Okay, so if that happens in the movie, I'll give you points towards that. But you didn't say they were dressed like the Riddler. No, I didn't. So I call this gang the Riddlers, by the way. <laughs> I love that. So the Riddlers blow up several key points along the harbour foreshore, causing a wave of water to flood the streets of Gotham, literally washing it clean. So I, um, this is something I sort of have, you know, come up with right now. 
I think because it's been raining so much, like the Gotham River is at risk of flooding. Yes. So there is a whole bunch of just like barricades preventing it from flooding into the streets. And they blow up all of these barricades at the same time and flood, and the, flood streets. the streets. Yeah. That's right. Batman and Catwoman quickly work out that there are more bombs planted at other places in Gotham City, including the reservoir, which will cause even further flooding, potentially drowning all of Gotham's residents. So we pretty much have the so same, it's the like, same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. Batman, Catwoman, and Commissioner Gordon must race against the clock to track down all of the bomb locations and stop the Riddlers in their tracks. They are successful. <laughs> Great. And the Riddler doesn't understand why he failed. So he's just sitting in jail going like, shit, now I'm in jail and my plan failed. He watches the timer go down. I, and I don't understand why it didn't Batman work. Batman says, uh, what, you, what were you trying to prove? Deep down, everyone's as ugly as you. Batman gives him a growled speech about Gotham <laughs> and leaves the Riddler in jail to rot. Uh-huh. The movie ends with Commissioner Gordon unveiling the famous bat signal which he shines into the night sky as Batman stares at it moodily. It's still raining. So he's standing in the rain. He's like, hey, Batman, check out what we got. <laughs> Unveils it, turns it on. Bat signal in the sky, setting up for future movies, of Absolutely. course. And that was my plot. There was no flood? What are you talking about? There was a flood. Oh. There just wasn't a, a massive flood. So oh. It wasn't to the point where it killed people. It was literally like the streets were flooded and they had to race against the clock to prevent uh, like a, a catastrophic bigger flood. flood. Okay. So if gotcha. the reservoir got blown up, the whole town, would like the whole city would have been wiped out. But gotcha. I told you, they blew up the barricades, preventing the river water from overflowing into the city, causing like a low level flood. Yeah. But nothing catastrophic. Yeah. And they prevented that. Because I saw that in the trailer. There are barricades sort of set up there that they blow up. Yeah, that's right. Which I hope too. you- I saw that too. I hope that came across in my plot as well. Yeah, well, well <laughs> let the record show what Matty D said. I d- that's what I meant. So, you the dear listener, do you have any ideas on what you think is going to happen in the upcoming The Batman movie? You can let us know in several places. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. You can uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, our various social media hangouts. Or you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Yeah. Wow. Look at us go. I think think there's two very impressive plots and a very impressive length on this episode as well. Let's hope it's close. Yeah. Fingers (laughs) crossed we're close to the movie. I have a a pretty good feeling about this one. Yeah, I do too. I have a feeling that between the two of us, we may have nailed this movie. Mm. So... Hopefully, we haven't inadvertently ruined it for anybody out there, but you you had the warning at the start of the show. So, before we wrap it up for another week, before we put our detective hats back in the box for, <laughs> a, for another couple of days, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Let's. Matty D, you may be excited. You may be fearful. Who knows? Your reaction right now will uh, confirm that. But next week, of course, we're returning to the world of actual spoilers, where we go back and look at a movie that we've covered in the past and see how close we got to predicting the movie. And next week... We're going back to an animated movie we've covered. We're looking at a certain detective of a different kind, a superhero detective dog of a different no, kind. Well, we just did this. Because <laughs> we're going back and looking at how well we did at predicting the plot of Scoob. Yes. Which you've just watched in the last two weeks. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. So I recommend you should watch it again sober. <laughs> so okay. you can really judge the movie for what it actually is. All right, I'll watch it sober. And you should How def- sober, though? Oh, you can have a few beers. I don't okay, mind that. Right. But you shouldn't be, like, drug-addled out of your mind, you know, shooting acid directly onto your eyeballs like you typically do when you watch bad <laughs> movies and suddenly think they're good for some reason. <laughs> Alrighty, so until we return to see how well we did with Scoop. Until then, Kieran, who is Batman? Bruce Wayne. I'm Batman! <laughs>
Riddle me this, Batman. Riddle, no. If you aim to give us a shot, we'll riddle you. What are we? If you aim to give us a shot, we'll riddle you. Batman, it's bullshit. No hints. He's it. You think the answer to my riddle is buh. You want to know why I don't have a coterie of supervillains? Why? My coterie of supervillains is six feet fucking under. There, you see? Batman doesn't kill people. Because he's a pussy! He's a dark creature of the night! He's a jackass! Who wrestles with murderers dressed like clowns and throws them in prison! <laughs> so they can break out of prison and then murder more people! Riddle me this, how many people you think Batman's indirectly murdered by being too much of a candy ass not to kill these fools who clearly need to be smoked once and for all, you wrinkly, sharp hay looking dementia-infested fuck! Jesus, I was just trying to make conversation. Melvin, Melvin, brother of the Joker. Melvin, Melvin, brother of the Joker. Melvin, Melvin, brother of the Joker. I'm cool.